0: On today's show, Aaron Judge had a big weekend, I'll tell you why. Alec Manoa is running his mouth again. He brought up a Yankees pitcher, and we're going to talk about that, and how the Blue Jays seem to really want a rivalry with the Yankees. And the 2023 Hall of Fame ballot is out, and some former Yankees are on it. So get ready, because an all-new Locked on Yankees is next. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday yankee fans welcome to locked on yankees which is part of the locked on podcast network your team every day i'm your host Stacey gotzulius i'd like to thank you for making locked on yankees your first listen every day we're free and available on all platforms including apple odyssey spotify and stitcher you can watch and subscribe to us on youtube also hit the thumbs up button to like our videos and the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live so today was supposed to be about big g and Glaber Torres. We're putting that off until tomorrow because some things happened this weekend and that's the beauty of the off season You don't know when things are going to happen. Unfortunately, you know, Aaron Judge isn't signed yet, but that's not going to happen for a while. But he did have a big weekend. His uh, All Rise Foundation had their dinner and uh, I think it was like an award show too. Like they gave out awards to people and, you know, some of his Yankee teammates were there. Some former Yankee teammates were there. Tyler Wade was there. And I will say there was a picture of Judge with Stanton and TJ LeMay who was there and Wade. And I knew Jameson Tyone was tall, but I didn't realize how tall he was. I don't know why I forgot that he was one of those huge guys because he was at the end of the picture. And I was like wow, he's huge. So I didn't even realize how big he was. And I should, because it seems like so many of these starting pitchers are just giants now. And uh, he's one of them. And uh, apparently the Mets were looking into talking to him because he's a free agent. He's available. He can be talked to. So yeah, although the Yankees also requested DeGrom's medicals, but everyone's doing that because he is also available. So anything you can do, right, to get any sort of thing done in the off season. Now, the other thing about Judge. Okay, I didn't find this out till later in the day. He took a Peloton class on Saturday morning, and it's not a class I would have taken. It's a hard class, I'll tell you that right now. He took a 45-minute hit, high-intensity interval training, and hills class. I've done a 30-minute hit and hills class, and I was drenched in sweat when I was done with it. And I took it with one of the easier instructors, because when you're on a Peloton bike, you can choose your classes by difficulty. You can pick your classes by what the playlist is, what the actual class is. Like I said, he did high-intensity training and hills, which is an intervals class. You have regular run-of-the-mill, you know, an 80s class, a 90s class, you know, stuff like that. You also have... Um, some of the hardest classes to take are power zone classes because you keep yourself at a certain zone for a certain amount of time and they're really long and hard to do. So this Hit and Hills class was not easy. I watched it on my computer because I wasn't feeling well yesterday. And I was like, let me see how he did in this class just to see what was going on. And you could see him throughout the class because he was... Um, To the right of the instructor, it was Judge and his wife, Samantha, who seems to be on a first-name basis with the Peloton instructors, which might be a good thing for Yankee fans because they don't have Peloton studios in San Francisco and in L.A., so Sam's not going to be able to have the personal experience of being in a Peloton studio if Aaron Judge signs somewhere else. The other thing that was amazing to me is I know when I'm on my bike, I'm only 5'9". I'm not... A giant but I feel like one on a peloton bike when I'm standing up and jogging on it and doing what you're supposed to do in a class the man is six foot seven he looked tremendously huge on that bike and it was hilarious watching him but he did a great job and what was even better was the camera when it would show the instructor from her right side you could see the numbers on his screen because the in-studio bikes are not like the home bikes. Like on the on the home bike, obviously you have the instruct oops, you have the instructor on your screen, you have the leaderboard on your screen, you have a whole bunch of stuff that you're looking at on your screen. When you're in the studio, the instructors in front of you. So all you have are your numbers in front of you and they're big and I could see what he was doing. So at one point, and I was very impressed, he was sitting in the saddle or on the seat, if you're not a spin person and you don't know what I'm talking about. His resistance was up to 57, and his cadence was around 95 to 100. I could not do that, okay? I have very bad knees, but they feel okay when I'm cycling, which is really odd. I don't understand why that or how that works either. But the max resistance that I can do sitting in the saddle is 52, But I have to have my cadence, which is the speed of your legs, way slower than 95 to 100, which is what Judge was doing. So I was impressed with him. He got up every time the instructor told him to get up. Plus, he probably knew he was on camera. She gave him a shout out with about 20 minutes left in the 45-minute class. She actually shouted out his wife first and joked with her, you know, stop looking at your husband's numbers. Because I guess Samantha was looking over at Aaron's bike. And then with 20 minutes left, she gave him a shout out, you know, we have a celebrity in the house, you know, and uh, he won the American League MVP in baseball and, you know, everyone gave him a big ovation. But I was just amazed that, you know, when I was looking at getting the bike, I was watching all these YouTube videos, you know, people doing DIY. DIY Peloton, where you don't buy an actual Peloton bike, but you get the app and you watch it on your iPad on a different type of spin bike. And I was looking into doing that. And then my brother got us a Peloton bike. So I have one in my house. We've had it for over a year. It's my favorite thing in the world. I love that thing. And um, when I was looking at all the YouTube videos, This one guy who tested out basically every spin bike on the market was 6'5", and he was saying how uncomfortable it is for him to be on any of these bikes. So for Aaron Judge to be on a Peloton bike at 6'7", I was impressed. But yeah, he looked huge, and the class is really hard, and I was just blown away by watching Aaron Judge in a Peloton class. It was the last thing I was expecting to see. Because I didn't know it happened until I looked on Instagram and one of the Peloton accounts that I follow had a picture of him. And I said, is that Judge? No way. And then I checked to see what class it was. And when I saw it was a 45-minute hit in Hills, I was very impressed. I was very impressed. And now I need to find out what his leaderboard name is. Because I'm assuming (laughs) that they have... They probably have two Peloton bikes, I would assume. Some couples do that. They get two bikes and he has enough money to get two bikes. My cousin has friends who are a couple and she makes fun of them all the time because they have two Peloton bikes. Now, you you know you have money if you have two Peloton bikes, so anyway. So that was Aaron Judge's weekend. He had his all-rise foundation dinner. And then the next morning at 10 o'clock, he takes a 45-minute and Hills class in the Peloton studios. And it is not an easy class. So good for you, Aaron Judge. And again, your wife's not going to be able to take Peloton classes live if you move somewhere else. So you might as well stay in New York. Just saying. So in a moment, we're going to talk about Something that I saw on Twitter earlier that I just rolled my eyes at. And uh, yeah, yeah, I mentioned it in the cold open. It's Alec Manoa opening his mouth again. But first, betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So, Buffalo made it out of Buffalo. They weren't snowed in. I hope you didn't bet on the Jets. Woof! <laughs> what a way to lose. What an awful, awful way to lose a football game. And then the Giants couldn't do anything against the Lions, but now you got next week to look forward to and all your betting to look forward to. Hey, hey, and the Knicks are playing three games this week. I'm thinking they're going over three, but don't take my word for it. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. Well, first, wait, I have to address something. I haven't mentioned this, and I know you're all wondering. So Abby is no longer my co-host because she got a very cool job with the Daily News. Um, She started covering the Mets very late in the season. She got to cover the playoffs. And uh, now she has some time off. And as far as I know, I think she's in California relaxing with her family. So there was no, it was like not an acrimonious thing. It wasn't, she just got a really good job opportunity covering the Mets for the Daily News. So uh, I want to thank her for, you know, being here for nearly a year and helping me out and, you know, dealing with me. and my craziness. And I'm going to miss having Abby on the show and going back and forth with me and, you know, kind of calming me down a little bit because I don't have that anymore. It's me by myself for now. And I don't have that person to bounce ideas off of. So just bear with me as I get back into this whole doing it by myself thing. So earlier on Twitter, (laughs) John Boy and Talking Yankees put a co-tweet out because you can do that now. You can do tweets with a co-author which I think is pretty cool I have not done that yet but Alec Manoa was on some sort of I don't know what show it was I really don't but he says that Garrett Cole is the biggest cheater in baseball history (laughs) really (laughs) bigger than all the steroids guys (laughs) bigger than Pete Rose betting on baseball, (laughs) bigger than the Astros doing what they did in 2017. Really? Garrett Cole's the biggest cheater in baseball? (sighs) Between this and Vlad Jr. a couple weeks ago saying how he would never come to the Yankees, these Blue Jays kids really want a rivalry with the Yankees. They are desperate for a rivalry with the Yankees and you could tell by the way they were running their mouths at certain points because I spoke about the whole Cole-Manoa thing that happened toward the end of the season then there was another incident with Manoa mouthing off to Severino and you know just the way re- uh, Vlad reacted to walking off against the Yankees in that first game of the last series that they played and then the next day the Yankees clinched the division in his house. I just think it's funny. I'm not angry with these guys for doing it because you You understand that these guys kind of want a rivalry because baseball's not like it was years ago. Like there were guys on the Yankees who legitimately hated guys on the Red Sox and vice versa to the point where they wanted to beat each other's faces in. You know, George Brett hated the Yankees. And I've said this many times growing up My dad taught me to dislike the Royals and the Red Sox and the Dodgers to a point, but the Red Sox and the Royals, because the Yankees played them, they were in the American League, they played them in the playoffs, they were their rivals, late 70s into the early 80s. And that's who I grew up disliking. So baseball doesn't really have that. You know, there aren't teams that hate each other it's the fans that don't like each other. It's not the same. And even, I mean, yeah, the Red Sox and the Yankees in the 2000s and with 2003 and 2004 and even in 99 and, you know, stuff going on there. I mean, I guess Pedro was the, yeah, Pedro and Posada. Yeah. I shouldn't say that they didn't like each other. Yeah. They really didn't like each other. I kind of miss those days because as i said it's more the fans that don't like each other it's not the players that really don't like each other but i feel like garrett cole is really not gonna like this which of course he's not gonna like it um you know i'm sure he didn't appreciate josh donaldson opening his big mouth last year and then hey josh donaldson's traded to the team that has the player that he mouthed off about that's not uncomfortable (laughs) So, yeah, it feels like the Blue Jays want to have a very heated rivalry with the Yankees. They want Yankee fans to dislike them. And you're doing a bang-up job, guys. I mean, I don't. It doesn't It doesn't bother me. I think it's funny. But there are going to be a lot of Yankee fans who don't appreciate this. And, uh, yeah, it's going to make for an interesting 2023. Although, with the schedule changing and with the Yankees not playing the Blue Jays as much as they normally do, it's not going to be the same as a season in which they play them 19 times. Just in case you don't remember, the Yankees beat the Blue Jays 11-8 in that season series and again, as I mentioned, won the division on the field at Rogers Center in late September. Yeah, yeah. It's just funny. I was going to put a poll up on Twitter asking you guys who you thought the next Blue Jay was going to be to mouth off. I can't really think of another person. Maybe Beau Bouchette? but I don't know. Because I don't think George Springer would. I don't think so. I think it's just those two. Manoa likes to talk trash. He really does. Um, as I said, he had that tiff with Cole And he had the tiff with Severino. And it was funny because he was mouthing off to Cole. And then as soon as Aaron Judge kind of stepped in, Manoa backed off a little bit. But then after the game, Manoa started mouthing off again in the safety of the opposing clubhouse at Yankee Stadium. And it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, you're a good pitcher, but you're still young. And you still haven't proven yourself. You know, Seattle did a nice job of shutting you up in the playoffs and kind of embarrassing you. Um, I mean, I guess you want a young, brash person on your team, but you want them to be able to back that up. And coming out and saying that Garrett Cole is the biggest cheater in baseball history is not going to help you at all. Um, Yeah, I really wonder what Cole's reaction is going to be. I quote tweeted it with his reaction to the Josh Naylor rocking the baby home run where he said, yeah, cute or yeah, whatever cute. Right. Is that the quote? So (laughs) maybe that's what Cole's reaction is going to be. But what do you guys think about that? Do you miss the days of when players hated each other? Do you remember those days? Anyone else as old as I am? Remember those days? Actually, you don't even have to be that old. If you're in your thirties, you'll remember that the Yankees and Red Sox in the two thousands, basically because of Pedro, didn't really like each other. So yeah, just let me know what you think about that because uh Yeah. I don't want it I don't want it to get to the point where you know, brawls happen. Guys are thrown at, you know, pitches are thrown and You know, I know Cole can't throw at Manoa because pitchers don't bat, but I don't know. I'm, I'm a little worried about that sort of thing blowing over, blowing over, carrying over into 2023. But we'll see. I wonder if Cole will have a reaction to that, if someone will reach out to him and ask him what he thinks about that. But yeah, as soon as I saw it, I thought to myself, oh boy, here we go like it's Thanksgiving weekend can't be weekend Thanksgiving week can't we be nice oh and by the way there will be a show up on Thanksgiving and I'm still tweaking my idea for what I want to do I know it's going to be what we're thankful for but I'm not sure what we're thankful for exactly if it's going to be specific games maybe some plays from the 2022 season we'll see as we get closer to thursday what i feel like doing but um it's definitely going to be a show about being thankful on thanksgiving it'll be on youtube and for your ears on whichever app you're using to listen to me so in a moment the 2023 hall of fame ballot the bbwaa uh ballot is out for the writers to vote on and we're going to talk about who is on the ballot again, who is new, because there are a bunch of former Yankees there, and we'll talk about it in a moment. But first, did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report for the third year in a row. It's whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. With the top-rated Simply Safe app, stay in control of your system anytime, anywhere. You can arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, and adjust your system settings. All on your phone. That's awesome. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system we recommend. Get fifty percent off any Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe. So the hall of fame ballot is out and there are some interesting names interesting first-time names on here carlos beltran former yankee former lots of things because he played for a lot of different teams k rod and his 437 career saves and other first timers houston street matt kane John Lackey, R.A. Dickey, Jared Weaver, Bronson Arroyo, Jacoby Ellsbury, Andre Ethier, Mike Napoli, Johnny Peralta, J.J. Hardy, and Jason Wirth. Interesting. Very, very interesting. So among the returning guys, there were three guys that received more than 50% of the vote in 2022. Scott Rowland was at 63.2%. He could possibly get in. If you look at the whole ballot, he looks like the one guy that might actually get in this year. Todd Helton was at 52%. Billy Wagner was at 57%. Rowland is in his sixth year of eligibility. Helton is on his fifth. Wagner is on his eighth. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Kurt Schilling are no longer eligible for the bbwa ballot but they appear on the contemporary era ballot i mentioned that last week or the week before alex rodriguez received 34.3 percent of the vote on his first ballot which i was shocked about i really was shocked i thought it was going to be way lower than that because of how people react to steroids even though they let david ortiz in Jeff Kent is on the ballot for his 10th and final time. He had 32.7% of the vote last season. Gary Sheffield is in his ninth year of eligibility, former Yankee Gary Sheffield. He got 47, nope, sorry, 40.6% of the vote in the last ballot. And of the remaining returning guys, Manny Ramirez, twenty-eight point nine last year. That's his seventh ballot, or no, this will be his seventh ballot. Omar Vizquel, sixth ballot, twenty-three point nine percent. Andy Pettit, ten point seven percent, his fifth. Jimmy Rollins, nine point four percent, his second ballot. Bobby Abreu, eight point six percent, fourth ballot. Mark Burley, five point eight percent, his third ballot. And Tori Hunter, 5.3% third ballot. And guys fall off if they're less than 5%. So out of all those guys, I really feel like Scott Rowland might be the only one. I don't know if K-Rod's going to... I don't know. Just because of some of the stuff that K-Rod went through during his last few years with uh, off the field stuff, they might not put him. He's going to get in, I think. I would think he's going to get in. You know, Andy Pettit, he's not going to get in. He's not going to get in. He was a solid pitcher, a pitch for a while. But I feel like, I don't know, I feel like his playoff numbers should help him a little bit. Because I joke about this all the time, but Andy Pettit's the one I saw the most. In those years that he was a Yankee, I saw him constantly. There were some playoff years where I just saw Andy Pettit. He was the only guy I saw pitch. I went to three playoff games in 2003, all started and won by Andy Pettit every game two Division Series, ALCS World Series. He won. Yeah. And he won two games that I went to in 09. And then all the regular season games that I went to. Amazing. Although I did go to the regular season game in 2012 when he first returned when it was Casey Kochman, right? Who hit the... Uh, comebacker that broke his leg that wasn't a fun Andy Pettit game to be at you know so I have a soft spot for Andy Pettit but is he a hall of famer no no but he's in the hall of fame of our hearts and that's all that matters <laughs> but yeah we'll see what happens with Arod. we'll see if his numbers go up at all um that'll be interesting to see you know if he ever makes it If they think he's done enough penance or if another, if enough of the old guard retire and stop voting and more of the new guard vote, because some of the newer voters don't really care about steroids because they realize that so many guys were doing it. You you can't really, there were too many guys doing it. There were pitchers doing it. And some of those guys, you have no idea that they did. And some of those guys are probably in the Hall of Fame. (laughs) And some of those hitters are probably in the Hall of Fame. So we'll see what happens if he goes up from 34. And we'll see what happens with Jeff Kent. I mean, I don't know. I don't see him getting in. It might just be a Scott Rowland year. Along with the contemporary era guys that they're going to bring in. So it's not like Scott Rowland's going to be by himself. They're going to have other guys getting into the Hall of Fame. But through this ballot it might just be scott roland roland that's not his name and i know that scott roland so tomorrow we will do giancarlo stanton and glaber torres we will talk about their 2022 the disappointments the high moments and what to look forward to in the future glaber you know some trade rumors going on with him and before i go Venezuelan baseball. Asdrubal Cabrera punched a guy as he was rounding the bases after a walk-off home run. And Gleyber Torres was not happy about it. Not happy about it. He posted something on Instagram. Basically... Calling out Cabrera for doing, like, he literally, the guy was between first and second, and he just went, boom, and if you're not watching me on YouTube, punched him right in the face. I think they were mad. It was his third home run of the night. He was gloating toward the opposing dugout, the bat flip, this and that, but that's what they do. That's what players do. They celebrate walk-off home runs. Why are you punching people? That's worse. That's worse than celebrating a walk-off home run. And Glaber basically said that in his Instagram post. He was like, this is how they show their joy, by running around the bases and being happy about hitting a home are you're, you're happy when you hit a home run, and especially when you're doing it to win a game. Like, I don't understand. I don't. So this is what Glaber said note to the oldest in the league the ball changed in many aspects it is understood that you are the veterans or no it is understood that you veterans played in a different era where perhaps those actions were not celebrated or supported and in this era it's of the youth baseball has changed and you all keep damaging the moments over your unwritten rules from the old days Learn and pass the page. Shame to see those cowardly acts for the league and for the children who want to see a good show in the stadium. It's time for them to act for the sake of the league. Yeah, the Venezuelan baseball. It's VB... VBP. So, yeah, Glaber was not happy. And, yeah, there's no room for you to... I, I, oh, could you imagine someone doing that in Major League Baseball? It's bad enough that Ruggie Odor punched Jose Bautista that one time after the bat flip game. I mean it was like the next season that it happened right and he was sliding into second. But there's no there's no reason for that in any kind of baseball league no matter where you're playing that's just it's ridiculous and glaber's right for calling out as Dribble cabrera so we'll talk about glaber we'll talk about stanton and anything else that comes up tomorrow because you never know i mean it should be quiet it's before thanksgiving and i don't think baseball teams will be making moves but you never know Something could happen. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember, you can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, hit the thumbs up button, comment on YouTube, Please let me know some of the questions I asked you about today and click the bell notification so you know when our videos go live. Once again, thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen. For your second listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So enjoy your Monday, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.